All right. Welcome to another episode of Christmas and Monster Truck Podcast presented by High Octane Coffee and J Concepts. Once again, thank you for them to help out Joey Sylvester and his High Octane Coffee. Go check out his stuff. Um, like I said, he, he's, he closed down shop in his uh, Youngstown area, in his uh, Canfield area. But his Youngstown, uh, the... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, well, there's another owner of it, but, um, they're still running at next to the BP station over there in Youngstown. Cause so, so check a look at that. He still makes coffee stuff and stuff like that. So go take a look at that. J concepts right here. Uh, they had just debuted a 97 Ford F two F one fifty body. They see in the nineties with the West Virginia Mountaineer, uh, Bigfoot Teal, Pink and Teal, Firestone Wilderness, Tonka, uh, man, uh, Overkill. Uh, any other of the monster trucks back then with the F-150 body, uh, they just debuted that. Uh, I just debuted the Mountaineer on that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, go take a look at that. Uh, officially licensed also by uh, Bigfoot. And we have another sponsor that's officially licensed by Bigfoot also. We'll talk about later. Um, but J Concepts. Dot net. I will be this weekend at Monticello, Illinois, uh, Horizon Fest 2023. Horizon Hobby is one of the biggest RC companies in the world, just as much level as Traxxas. So, hey, Dad. Um, and then Brad, before we go, Brad says, hey, guys, I wish everyone, let's go here, wish everyone, I was able to make it this one. But been a powder outage all day, and I fortunately have to come down with the nasty flu, and it's been kicking my ass throughout the day. Uh, get well. Hopefully, the power outage comes back, and another sickness for Bradshaw. It seems like the 2023 is Brad versus some type of illness that's going to get him. So this time, Brad's taking on the flu. So go get him, Brad. Um, but once again, Horizon Hobbies go. Take a look at their stuff. They they they're the owners of Axial. They're the ones that make the LOC LMT, which is becoming a very popular uh, solid axle monster truck. Uh, we I will be there with the truck Friday on display. Ryan Anderson, Weston Anderson, Barry Musauer, they're all gonna be there. I think twelve thirty uh, Saturday. There's a group that all group that we're gonna be signing autographs. Um. And then at 5 p.m., I'll be driving the uh, custom cars. And then another place called Monticello, but it's in Indiana. Mark will be there with his Raminator truck at the dealership there in Monticello. Kurt, uh, I think Kurt and, and a couple others are going to be there also with the ride truck. They'll be there Friday and Saturday, too. And also on Saturday, uh, Tim will be at the Horizon Fest also. So if you guys want to see a Hall of Famer, Tim Hall, go take a look at that. Or Hall of Famer Mark Hall, too. Um, they're going to be in so we'll be in two different Monticellos, but one in Indiana, one in Illinois. I will be in Illinois. So go take a look at that. Um, before we get to Mr. Josh Baumgartner, we got some videos to show. And uh, before we show those videos, I want to say thank you to Back Channel Productions. Uh, he just came out with some videos here, uh, some mud racing. And I believe there's going to be a 
uh, MOD Monsters of Destruction Tour in Duca Decatur, Illinois. Uh, should be out this week. So go take a look at that stuff. I'm also going to do some news, too. I am doing episode uh, feedback from Mr. Josh Rhodes. Uh, I got paperwork and stuff like that, and I'm going to do an episode um, of a retro monster truck review. And this time, it's going to be the Stunt Mania 1, 1996, Topeka, Kansas, uh, at the... Um, I think the Heartland Park drag strip that they had a pay-per-view uh, show back in the day. I think Earl, Earl yeah, his last name, but they're supposed to sell world record jump. Spanky for Spangler, the Wheelie King, Art Arfon, his jet quad, uh, 12 so-called monster trucks, but they only showed 11. So, um, and they had a, a jump off that was going on there. So uh, that's going to be cool to look out on. I got to make that episode for Josh so he could put it on the, on the retro monster truck review. So go take a look at that. Go take a look at his uh, stuff. Also, uh, he still has stuff in his catalog on iTunes and Spotify. So show him some love too. give him that five-star review. Likes and same thing with us, give us some five stars on iTunes and give us a review on Spotify, stuff like that. So it'd be cool. And also MTRC, go take a look at that too. Uh, Col Colby Marshall and his monster truck group, which I'm part of. Uh, he just moved to Alabama, just created the Mars space. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see some moon material here. So we'll show those videos, and then we'll have Josh Barmgarner, the owner and driver of Mechanical Mischief, and so many other stuff that's on his business card we'll talk about. So uh, let's get this started. Which one do I have to <laughs> Coffee and J Concepts, a show where we take you inside the minds of your favorite drivers, past and present, of the monster truck industry. And now, your hosts, Brad Shaw and Dan Chichagash. Buckle in. The show starts now. Always like that little intro going on there. But uh, hey, Josh, how you doing, man? Uh, first, actually met you at the Enoch Oklahoma show, but I had to get you on. Uh, been kind of uh, busy off and on this uh, last few months, but uh, how you been? Uh, you just came out of a show last weekend in Princeton, Illinois. So how how's everything going? It's been going really good. We've been extremely busy. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on here at the shop. We've got, you know, obviously a, a few 
probably too many irons in the fire, but uh, we try to manage our time the best we can, make sure that we uh, have fun doing it. So we had a great show last weekend, Saturday in Princeton, Illinois. Uh, didn't get any wins, but we definitely uh, put on a show for the crowd. That's for sure. So let's go back and uh, we always do a timeline type deal. And uh, if anyone has seen, I believe the monster talk uh, video on YouTube, he did his first uh, video about independence and stuff like that. And Josh was the first guest of that. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go check it out, but we'll do a little quick little, I guess, cliff note version of it. Um, you were always a fan of monster trucks. Uh, you did talk about how you and your dad went to the Minneapolis, the Humphrey, the Metrodome and stuff like that. So you become a fan of it, but what did you, when did you know it was a reality to pursue on getting a monster truck? You know, that's, you know, probably a, a tough, tough point to you know put your finger on a, on a timeline you know growing up my father took me to you know a lot of stuff that not only he loved but it's also stuff that i grew up uh getting into as well uh the first very you know small events started in the target center which is an old base or a basketball arena and in minneapolis they would have us ushra events there mud racing, monster trucks, truck pulling, you know, that's how I kind of got my start when I was really young. And then when Clear Channel and Monster Jam started, they started going to the Metrodome once or twice every year. And then it just kind of grew and grew and grew. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of USHRA on TV, you know, a lot of Saturday mornings, a lot of reruns, stuff that we taped. Um, you know, it was just stuff that I grew up with really wanting to get into motorsports. And Monster Trucks was that first really big draw. And I never, you know, I always said in my mind as a kid that I was going to be a monster truck driver and I was going to do this. And when I met Adam and got to talk to him, I think was the first point that, okay, I can make this a reality, but I always wanted it to be a reality, if that makes sense. You know, as a kid, it was a dream. Then, you know, following, talking to Adam, you know, Adam has been absolutely awesome to talk with. And he's just always been a true, honest person when it comes to those kind of things. So it was really refreshing. And, you know, he didn't sugarcoat anything. Like he was just, that was really kind of the point in time where it's just like, okay, I think I can do this and I can do it for real. And from that point on is when, you know, the dream started becoming reality and I had to, uh, you know, really, you know, buckle down and take this on. This was not something that I could just uh, start doing and then fizzle out on like this. Once you start the ball rolling, you can't stop. So prior to you had to talk with Adam, 
you had actually uh I think I honestly think you had an interesting uh job beforehand and that was you know working with construction equipment um like the like the uh helping build parts for the equipment to become finalized like the cabs and stuff like that and um I think that it's pretty cool to talk about uh what so you guys built cabs and stuff for other people, just like Caterpillar and stuff like that for their equipment, right? Yeah. So the the job that I had when I met Adam at Con Expo was for a company called Custom Products. Uh, they're here right in Litchfield, Minnesota. And I was there almost six years and we built cabs for other OEMs. So a lot of the garbage trucks, uh, crane carrier, uh, ASV skid steers, Caterpillar skid steers, Caterpillar paving equipment, some of their dozer cabs. Uh, we built, you know, stuff for a lot of other companies that didn't have all the specialized tooling and equipment to build a plug and play cab. And that's where this company uh, really shined. And that was, you know, one of the um, things that we did was we went to con expo to basically entice other oems to use our services and that was kind of the connection point that happened at con expo when i got to meet adam and uh talk to him as well i always like that this little behind the scenes and stuff like that so you're i mean the the snowball effect was starting to roll out and uh you're getting ready. Uh, so what I guess well, my question is, is now it's time to go shopping. You know what I mean? Um, was before the mechanical mischief truck, we'll get started on, uh, talk about that. Was there any other trucks that you were looking at that you wanted to go? What was your platform idea on what you wanted to have as, you know, what do you do? Would you consider building from the ground up or were you always wanted to buy someone else, not someone else's, but already running organization and uh, start the ball off with that? Yeah. I mean, the, I looked around for probably four to five months and just trying to see what the best Avenue was. You know, I talked to Dan Patrick at PEI we, we talked about doing a truck in a box, basically everything I would need to build a truck from the ground up, pricing that out. And then going around, you know, I talked to Alan Pizzo, one of, uh, actually two of his trucks were for sale at that time. Uh, there was a few other trucks that were for sale. Uh, can't remember the name on one of them, but the, uh, the racing junk ad that uh, Jim Burns put up really, you know, he had had it up for a long time before I eventually came across it. And he had sold quite a few pieces of his, you know, operation away before I got there. Um, his toter and his hauler were sold when I, you know, finally made contact with him. He had a lot of spare parts and a brand new chassis and other things that were there that were all sold by the time I got to it and really his truck and minimal parts were all that were left uh, of his running operation. And I think the deciding factor when I looked at mechanical mischief was 
probably two or three things. You know, one was having a truck that was, you know, ready to go. You know, Jim said when I talked to him on the phone, he goes, we can jump in it and do show right now. Fill it with fuel and let's go. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's checkbox number one. Number two, he had some spare parts. He didn't have a ton, but he had enough for me to keep going. Um, And then, you know, I think the deciding factor, the biggest deciding factor is he was willing to sell the name and it had been out there for so long. He ran Monster Jam. They made toys of that truck. You know, it had a lot of, um, a lot of eyes on it for so many years. And it's just like to come out with a name that you just kind of think of or try to come up with compared to having a name that had a, a very good legacy, you know, was a very consistent truck and had all of the back history and to be able to pick that up and keep going and try to elevate it was something that not only was a challenge, but also a goal. You know, and also I think it's a cool thing too, that uh, you got a truck where it's not a Patrick or a CRD or a race source. It was originally made from the ground up from Jim and his family. Kind of the same thing as, uh, I forget his last name, but his name's Chris. He just had the Who's Your Daddy truck. Those were built by Greg Adams. It's kind of like someone buying someone from the Hall Brothers uh, truck also. The homegrown the truck was in, and then you're with, and you're talking to the guy who built it from the ground up. So if any other trouble with the truck itself that you need to learn, he will be there to help you out. Um, you know, that, 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 that truck is a unique truck uh, because of the, you know, the design that he built it, used it. Uh, you know, you saw eyes of the Carolina Crusher and stuff like that. So that, that, that had to be a plus two in your eyes uh, on how this truck was built also. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the main design and you look at a lot of the history and some of the history that I was just learning about at that time was, you know, it was a design. He wasn't, you know, looking back at what he knew he was trying to look forward. You know, you look at the first tube chassis that Carolina Crusher and Gravedigger came out with. It's based on the same concept that was you know that's they had no big tube chassis at that time you know it was a square tube main rail and then had all your connecting tubes go to that and he just he laid it out very well you know it had a lot of if you look at a lot of the current technology and you know standardization and size he's only a few inches off like he he really, for the time that that was built, he was really close to having what is standardized today. And acting up, there we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so coming around, you get the truck, um, and then you have to, uh, you know, get everything that you need to do to get the, you know, the truck ready to go the hauler and stuff like that um when you first climbed in the truck did did you test it beforehand or you took it to a show how was the first um uh the vibes first vibes of having being inside the monster truck you know 
it was very different. Like I've been in a lot of other motorsports, you know, truck and tractor pulling was my main thing before I got into monster trucks. So like the engine and those items, like I, that didn't worry me at all. My biggest thing was the drive line being the transmission T case, uh, going into the axles and then the suspension, you know, that's stuff that I've never had to deal with. Uh, stuff that I've never, you know, had any training or, you know, been able to ask a lot of questions on. And when I bought the truck, when I hauled it home, which that whole story, we could spend hours just on picking up that truck. That was an experience in itself. Uh, you know, day in February, freezing rain and snow. And it, it was, uh, you know, Kayla says it was the best, worst date night ever, but uh, it, it was getting that truck home, you know, me and my dad and my dad helped me a little bit, but I tore that truck apart down to the bare axles in my shop. You know, I had no clue what I was doing. I took it apart, took pictures, asked questions and put it back together. And when I couldn't put it back together, I'd, you know, call Jim or ask a few friends and, you know, we figured it out. But then going from that to driving, I never hit a car hit a jump or even really had it on big tires. But once before I brought it to a show and drove, that was uh, really, you know, trial by fire was exactly the way that I started. I loaded it up, drove to Elko Speedway and uh, thank God, you know, karma and everything that came around uh, Mitch and Brandon Toluchka were teamed up with me for that very first show. And, both of them, I owe a great bit of uh, gratitude for not only answering every question, but they also stopped me and said, okay, we're going to check some things to make sure you're safe and that you're going to, you know, go through this and not get hurt. And luckily we didn't find anything bad, but they, uh, they taught me an awful lot that first show. Well, we'll get back to uh, uh, our conversation with Josh here in a, uh, a little bit, but I gotta say thank you for some people, and that's Mark Warner and NW1 Entertainment, uh, Monster Truck Announcer. Uh, go check a look at his shows uh, coming around this summer, and uh, feel free to say hi to him. Also, uh, Justin's stories and his book, Making Tracks, finally got focus on it, but go ahead. It's a huge comic book. Cool's deal. News, we just came out news-wise that he's gonna make a volume two, so Hopefully that will be coming out here soon. Uh, go see him on Facebook. Uh, message him $10 a pop for this book. It's a cool thing to look at and uh, something for kids to follow through or go to Amazon and pick it up that way. So you get flowing, the ball flowing with the truck. Uh, so how does Triple B get into everything? Yeah, so... Triple B was actually kind of a uh, interesting start. Uh, friends of mine, you know, knew that I was, you know, looking for shows, trying to get into different uh, monster truck events. Because when I bought the truck, the truck had about five shows that Jim booked every year. Like he went to these shows every year, no matter what. And so when I bought the truck, I got those shows but I wanted to do more. I wanted to get, you know, into more promoters and, you know, I was basically buying a truck 
that had a good foundation, but now you're putting a driver in that is extremely green, doesn't, you know, nobody knows me or knows the, uh, how well I will do. And I got tagged in a Facebook post by James Trantina for his uh, Monster Truck Madness show in 2021. And he had put out a post saying that he was looking for one more truck to make it a six truck lineup at his show. It'd be a Friday and Saturday. And in that tag, I had sent a message to James directly on Facebook. And he's like, you know, where are you located? I've never heard of you before. I told him where I was. I was 45 miles from his track. And he's like, okay, you know, here's the deal. This is uh, what we're doing. Are you interested? And I said, yes. So we went on and put, uh, you know, I came to that show on Friday, met James for the very first time, didn't, uh, never had any contact with him prior to that event. And, you know, we put on a really good show for the fans. Uh, Samson was there, Mikey Vodders, uh, senior, and his four trucks were there, and I was number six. And for me, I, I was probably more of a super fan than a driver driving up and parking next to Samson, having him next to me. You know, that was kind of a surreal moment. And then going through that show, so many things went right and wrong. It's like, where do you start? That first show, um, you know, my truck performed well. And Samson actually tore the whole ring off of one of his hubs on his Clarks. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, he comes over to my trailer and he's like, do you have one of these? And I just happened. I just got spare parts. And I'm like, here it is. He picked it up, put it on his truck. We did the next show. Uh, Vodders actually blew two engines that night both in Overkill Evolution and in uh, Iron Warrior. And we worked through the night. Uh, I'd never met him or his entire crew before. Worked through the night until 4 or 5 in the morning. Got a few hours of sleep. Went right back at it. We got uh, Iron Warrior out. Overkill didn't make it. But we finished that show. And at the end of that, you know, James came over, we talked for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And he's like, I think I really want to get back into this and get monster trucks, this and that. And I'm like, you know, I'm local. If you ever need any help, let me know. We exchanged phone numbers and we just started talking back and forth. And I want to say it was October of that year. He bought two trucks from Zane Ratu. He also bought USA one just prior to that. And so he had all this stuff kind of in the works and had an idea of what he wanted to do. And it would have been end of November. I got a text and a phone call and he's like, Hey, you know, I'd like to put this team together, get some trucks together and start running just monster trucks. And, we talked for you know another couple of weeks and i started in january of 2022 man that's i gotta go almost get myself out of there still trying to get a hang of this stuff so you get into the ball rolling 
And now, now, how do you divide the two from, you know, you're working on James's stuff or, and also teaching some of these, uh, crew guys too. I mean, yeah, a bunch of the crew guys that you have there, uh, came from other promoters and other teams that fit in. So you're mixing all that up, but then you have to work on your truck. And I mean, that gotta be, you know, the, the testament of your durability mentally and also physically to handle all this is going on. So how do you weave through the madness that now you have a uh, buffet style plate of monster trucks? You know, it, it's very difficult. You know, at the start, we only had a couple trucks and within a couple months, it went from three trucks, well, two trucks that were race trucks to three trucks to 12 trucks to 23 trucks, I think is what we're at right now. There are uh, nine race trucks, one ride truck, another race truck that's being rebuilt currently right now. Um, you know, when we started, James basically had talked to a bunch of promoters and we were taking shows and sometimes more shows than we had trucks for. And at the time, I would jump in with my truck or haul one of his with mine and we would go and do shows, you know, and then it just kept growing. It grew so fast. Um, it just, you know, that's, that's James's way. He, uh, takes things and, you know, runs with it. There, there's no, you know, slow and steady. It's we're going to run, we're going to figure this out. We're going to get this done. And, you know, he's opened a lot for this team to grow. And the separation has been, you know, stuff that we've worked through. Um, at the start, I had all of my stuff at the shop, you know, because we didn't have much. We were just starting out uh, trying to, you know, give the team everything that I could uh, give them, you know, tools when I needed parts when I had them. And then, you know, we went from two semis to four semis to six semis. And it's just like, okay, you know, having my stuff here is not the, the greatest setup at the current uh, moment in time with our shop space. So I moved all my stuff back into my shop at home. So for me doing shows currently, you know, I work, you know, uh, uh, depending on the day, you know, normally an eight or nine hour day at work. And then I'll come home and work four to eight or nine hours at home to get my truck ready to go out and do shows as well. Um, it, it can be extremely taxing. It can be extremely exhausting, especially with the weather. Uh, the weather here in Minnesota is not uh, the greatest. You know, the old joke is wait 20 minutes, it'll change. Um, you know, we went from you know, having a record snowfall year to, you know, the last couple of days we've been touching 90 degrees. So it's uh, never has its end of challenges. So let's throw in this, I guess, soup of motorsports that you have and let's make it a little spicy. You get yourself some jet powered vehicles. How did the hell did that get started also with you? <laughs> uh, another uh, great story. 
So one of the shows that Jim Burns did every year is Lacrosse County Speedway and Fairgrounds in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. And that track, if you've never gone to that show, make a trip to do that show. They do it twice a year. We actually have that coming up next weekend as the first show in Lacrosse. And then they have another one the second weekend in September. And that show, it's just, it's a whole nother story. We can get into that one in a little bit. But doing that show, uh, Bonnie and Oric Arnold uh, brought a jet truck, the second show that we ever did there. And they parked right next to us in the infield. And we just hit it off like they were just the community in this is just incredible we were um you know had a lot of stuff in common you know they were telling us how their machine worked i was telling them how mine worked you know it was just a and and auric used to run monster trucks back in the day when there were leaf springs long before the you know modern suspension and that whole dynamic you know, we ran with them for two years uh, in 18 and 19, and tragically, Oric uh, passed away the beginning of 2020 in a accident. He worked on a military base, and, you know, we reached out to Bonnie and just said, hey, if you need anything, you know, don't be afraid to call, you know, whatever you need, we'll be there to help you and support you. And, you know, we had some phone calls back and forth, trying to help out wherever we could. And Bonnie had called and said, hey, would you be interested in the Jets? And I'm like, you know, I would absolutely be interested in looking at, you know, carrying on your legacy. Because for her, it was very painful because they built the, the one jet that she ran together. And we went down to visit her, you know, drove down to her place and she's like, okay, here is what I have. And we start going through the sheds and the garages and I, my jaw was on the ground for a week. You know, it, it went from, we knew about one jet to four jets. And after talking, you know, for a couple months, we, we negotiated a deal and she basically had said, you know what? If you're going to buy one, you're going to buy them all. And you're going to take all the parts. You're going to take everything. And this is going to be the price. And I will help you and do whatever I can to get you up on your feet. And what was, you know, scary at that point in time was Bonnie and Oric that year tore the jet apart to do maintenance. When, you know, when he passed away, they hadn't finished putting it back together. Um, so that was a, uh, definitely a challenge for me. You know, I, prior jobs that I had, I worked in the aerospace industry. Um, you know, just a brief history there. I built EDM drills for the, the aerospace industry for jet engines. So I had a, a decent concept of all the moving parts and how things worked. I just, wasn't really in depth on a running engine. I just made a tiny little part for them. And so 
when we went down there, I'm like, do you have any manuals? Do you have any of this? And she pulls out this big three ring binder and it's a military uh, procedure book on everything for that motor. And she goes, this is the only one that I know of in the United States that's still whole in one piece. And so I took that book home and I read as much as I could over, you know, a three week time period, we made the deal. And I went down um, for seven weekends and we put the jet back together in her shop and we made seven loads with, uh, with a semi-trailer. And then the last three weekends, we had two semi-trailers each that we were going down hauling all of the parts and everything back. And that was an experience just in itself, not only putting that jet back together, but then getting it home, unloading everything, and then finally test firing that jet for the very first time. Because when we bought it, Bonnie's phone was going off the hook basically for people wanting to book that jet for more shows for 2021. And that's basically where things started. Our very first show was um, September. Ooh, what was that? No, it would have been June of 21 at Elko Speedway. We had our first show with the jet. And that's where, you know, that whole saga and story, you know, took off. Man, yeah, that's a pretty cool story about that. So if anyone wants some jet vehicles, Josh has got you covered. Uh, once again, I want to thank All Brothers Racing. They sponsor our de- uh, decals, or Brad says our decals, uh, that you see on the trucks. That helps promote the trucks. That helps you guys see it and hopefully listen to it. So go take a look at that stuff. And also JB Scale Graphics, officially licensed by Bigfoot, Overkill, uh, Obsessed, Bad Habit, and many more. The new Snakebite front clip that he, they come out with and the Snakebite decals are open for people that want them. They also make flags uh, and posters. Well, they have a printing machine, so they can do a lot of stuff. Uh, go take a look at their stuff at jbsalegraphics.com. Now, so the kind of my last motorsports before we get into uh, something that me and you are both outside monster trucks are commonly common with. Uh, so when you do shows and stuff like that, do you be able to haul both? Have you done shows with both vehicles at the destination? Yeah. So um, when I got both the jet and the monster, we ended up buying a new trailer Uh Bought the trailer from Terry Woodcock in California, uh, flew out, got that trailer secured and brought it home. And with that, the trailer is a little bit different. It is a 54 foot trailer, not your normal 53 foot. Terry Woodcock had purchased it as a 51 foot and put three feet and added three feet to the end of it. And that gave us just enough room that we can put both the jet and the monster we literally have six inches to spare in uh one trailer so we do uh do carry both vehicles two events uh the show at lacrosse for the fairground speedway um and next weekend we will have both the jet and the monster truck in the trailer 
going to that event. Man, that's and then and then I think uh, your significant other she runs the jet, doesn't she? Yes, Kayla. Kayla runs the jet. She's, uh, you know, she's had a, a very uh, motorsports history as well. She did dirt bikes. Her whole family uh, raced motocross. Uh, she's got two um, two brothers that raced motocross. She actually had a professional track at her house growing up. Uh, they used to do that every weekend. So, like, she's been in this motorsports culture quite a bit. And she was kind of, you know, this was her ticket to really get involved. And she absolutely loves it. Uh, we go to do shows together. Um, I'm her spotter when she's in the jet. Um, I've actually run the jet at one show and she's been the spotter. And, uh, you know, it's that uh, whole dynamic is growing more and more every, you know, show and event that we do. Um, she's actually excited because we're building a uh, brand new monster truck for myself and she's going to get her chance to take over the reins of my old truck under a new identity as well. So she's extremely excited to get into the seat and, uh, be able to do what I do as well. So where I go open up to this, uh, form here, because definitely this guy, I have interviewed him before Bart. And that is solid axle monster truck racing. And um, I didn't know until a few days ago that you were in that. And we were good friends with Air Crush. And, uh, you know, you, you with the, the division, I, I always screw up the name of it, but it's in Ohio. It's a huge event. And uh, you take photographs and stuff like that. So uh, how did you fall in love with that hobby? Well, that hobby started uh, many years ago. I actually... Um, give a little bit of history in 2002, when I was still in high school, I opened up and started an online hobby shop. Uh, I started in fifth scale with FG, uh, in 2002, I took a $1,200 loan from my parents. And, uh, at one point I was doing about a million dollars a year in selling RC parts. Um, that's really what got me into the RC world. Uh, got to know uh, Eric Crush, Bart Mamone. Um, you know, Bart's been a, an incredible friend. Eric Crush has been an incredible friend. And I got involved in RC truck and tractor pulling with an association called the NRCTPA. Uh, it's the National Radio Controlled Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. Uh, it's based out of Ohio. And I got in, uh, involved with uh, originally tractor pulling and then that went into four-wheel drive truck and then into solid axle monster truck racing um, i built a outlaw series of solid axle monster trucks long before the the big rc manufacturers started doing them uh, we built a uh, a line of outlaw um, trucks that I did a limited run. I can't remember exactly the final unit, but I believe there was about 15 or 16 trucks that were built and they were all built off of Traxxas parts. So you could buy my kit or buy it pre-assembled and buy Traxxas part and make a solid axle monster truck. Um, you know, a lot of the history with that and what I found out with uh, yourself, you know, is, 
the RC world has its niches and solid axle monster trucks was one that I never thought I would, you know, get really involved in, but it has been an absolute blast, especially with the NRC TPA and that organization. So if a fan or someone that is new to it, want to do the RC tractor pulling, it's exactly, is it like the, exactly the same thing as, you know, I'm trying to look at the television. My camera's right there, my main screen, but um, kind of like, uh, you know, if someone wants to do four-wheel drive or two-wheel drive or even make a uh, unlimited modified, uh, what's the different classes that people can get themselves into if they're interested in doing it? Yes. Yeah, so the, the best way to get the classes and the rules are the nrctpa.org. That is our uh, sanctioning bodies website. They have all the class rules, both for RC pulling and the monster truck racing. Um, but we also have two forms on Facebook that, uh, um, that I own, RC pullers only and RC pullers only for sale. So those two pages I own and run. And that is all the RC pulling community that are not only with the NRC TPA, but a lot of sanctioning bodies that work with the NRC TPA all over the United States and over the world. Um, you know, I, I originally started in Pro Stock Tractor, which RC pulling in the NRC TPA is as scale as possible to one tenth of what the real pullers do. So we pull on a 30 foot track. It is four foot wide. And right now we currently only pull on dirt. We originally, when I started, we pulled on both carpet and dirt, but the carpet classes, um, there's only a few sanctioning bodies that still run on carpet. Pretty much everything is changed over to dirt. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more competitive and it's just, you know, if, if it's something that you really want to get into and look at, uh, RC Pullers Only is an incredible community and page. You'll see builds. You'll be able to ask questions. There is a lot of private builders that will build pretty much anything for any class that you would like. And there's also on RC Pullers Only for sale. There's a lot of uh, items that are for sale, not only from ready to run, but kits to just one-off parts. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you're also the photographer, I do believe, too, for that big event in Ohio. So, I mean, it, it got to be pretty cool to take some photos of some some people's stuff and, and uh, you know, see the huge group of, you know, outside of the pullers. You also have monster trucks. So it's, it's kind of being like a little bit of the old TNT days. And, uh, man, talk about that event, and I think it's in the fall Eric always wants me to go to it, and uh, I just we're busy with our scheduling. But that 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 event is one event that everyone needs to go to. I always consider it like the kind of the the SEMA or the or the uh, uh, you know the PRI of the RC kind of you know the tractor pulling monster trucks mud racing the wonderful three ring circus that people always call it back in the day uh, that we love so much, you know, from the United States hot rod TNT and USA and stuff like that. But uh, talk about that event. 
Yeah, so the NRCTPA has two events every year. They have Spring Nationals, which is the end of March, beginning of April, depending on where they can schedule that at the hotel in Holiday City, Ohio. And then we have the World Championships, which is the first weekend in October every year. Uh, it starts Friday. You know, we don't have any sanctioned events on Friday, but, you know, everybody sets up. We get the track prepped. It's just, you know, it's a big social gathering. Everybody sets up their pit tables. Um, we sit there and tell stories. We have unbelievable food. And then Saturday starts the main events. We have an opening ceremony. We go over driver's rules and meetings with all the tech officials. And um, we've had three pulling tracks going at one time. So we have three sleds going down three individual tracks. And it is an unbelievable event. On the other side of the atrium, it's a double atrium hotel. We have monster truck racing for not only solid axle, but, uh, you know, Eric Crush is our, our main person for the racing side with the NRCTPA. He has really revived that group and put in a lot of hard work, uh, a tremendous amount of work getting that um, back together and on its feet for a great event. My son races. Uh, he's got a solid axle SEM 10. Uh, absolutely loves it. We're building an LMT uh, for him to hopefully run this year as well. And it's, it's an incredible time. You know, I uh, got into photography, taking pictures at that event. You know, that's what really kind of sparked me because, you know, at the time the photographer um, would only do, you know, maybe 10 or 30 shots from each side, you know, a hundred shots total for the whole weekend. And you're pretty limited on whether you'd make the uh, photographer's camera roll or not. So when the opportunity arose to look for a photographer, I kind of jumped in and, uh, you know, I take anywhere from three to 6,000 photos over the weekend, trying to get at least everybody once from, you know, every class. And that way, when I do a lot of my edits and all of that, we post them on the NRC TPAs. Facebook page on RC pullers only Facebook page. And it gives, you know, everybody that never thought that might be an Avenue in RC to uh, check it out. It's, it's a definitely a family oriented, awesome time. Now. Okay. Hold on. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> got the double wide in there. But yeah, like I said, I, I'm in there. I race in the Trigger King group and uh, I do the uh, MTCR, uh, MTRC event. And we, we don't really race. We just try to get footage and stuff like that for, you know, YouTube. And we sometimes reenact, uh, you know, uh, Camel Mud and Monster Truck stuff or, you know, Penda, stuff like that we we're bring back. But man, it, it, is there any social media of people can follow you at? Yeah, I mean, you know, with uh, Mechanical Mischief, uh, Monster Truck on Facebook. I've also got Josh Baumgartner, uh, Monster Truck Facebook page, along with my uh, my regular Facebook. We do have uh, Instagram, um, and it's just, you know, any support I greatly appreciate. I love coming on shows like yours, 
here to just spread the word. You know, we got to talk about a lot of a lot of different subjects that uh, we're both very passionate about, and uh, I hope you know the sport in all that we've talked about grows and flourishes in the years to come. Man, that's awesome! Yeah, I can't wait. Hopefully, you can make it to my event in November, which I am doing the third annual Hall Brothers Classic. If anyone cares about that, uh, I'll be doing that again uh, at the Hall Brothers shop in uh, November. So uh, look out for that. Hopefully everyone can come to that. Uh, I know it's like the week after Hall of Fame and then the week before Thanksgiving. So it's always a tight-knit scheduling. But we had a good turnout last year, good good turnout hopefully this year. So we – Hopefully we'll see you all there. Um, like I said, uh, you can go follow uh, me at Dan Chichagosh uh, on Facebook, uh, MT under slash Dan Agosh 28 on Instagram. Uh, Crush This is on Facebook. Bradley Shaw, I think, is the only monster truck knucker on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Crush This is also on Instagram and Facebook too. Like I said, uh, my RC page, Dan Agosh RC Racing is on Facebook, Agosh RC actually, Facebook and on Instagram. So there's a lot of things going on. Uh, my first race this year in the RC world is this weekend too during Horizon Fest. So I'm going to get myself a double double dippings of both things I love, monster trucks and the little guy. So, um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited about that too. Uh, I am definitely want to take a look at that, the pullers only page because I'm, I'm like to start, doing that too, but I got to find out who does a lot of stuff in the Illinois area and uh, maybe in the future go to Ohio, but uh, I like to try my hands in the polling too. No, I think you'd definitely enjoy it. Uh, if we can get you to the world finals or the world championships for the NRC TPA, I think you'd have a blast. I really do. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about that. Eric's been trying to get me to go there all the time and uh, I'm trying to. I he knows we have a busy schedule, but I gotta have two brothers to okay that beforehand. So, um, man, it's good talking to you again. It was uh, uh, nice seeing you like again. Thank you for your help. Any any of too. I mean, I guess you, you know, gotta start somewhere, and um, just been kept on pushing and pursuing everything like that, and uh, just getting some seat time. So that's all I can ask for, and that's what I need to do. No, it was it was a lot of fun to to meet you for the first time and run a show with you. You know, Denver and those guys had a unfortunate uh, first skill that weekend, but made for a fun time. We put on one heck of a show, that's for sure. Right on, yeah. And and uh, I always nag on Denver. He's like, I'm always saying like, he's my first race win. He's like, I don't care, which is true. But he, hey, parts break, stuff like that. But it doesn't matter, you know. Um, I had fun. It was a good learning experience. I I was lucky enough to have not just you, but Rob Schmidt and Denver and his boy too. Can't ask for any other. I was lucky. Uh, I was humbled on that, and I still am. But I was lucky. Uh, so I'll take that the, any day of the week. Uh, you know, I, a lot of people may want to, you know, go back in time on their first event. Not me. Uh, I'm okay with, I'm okay with that. So, uh, you know, the saying goes, you crawl, walk, run. Uh, I'm okay with that. So, uh, once again, hopefully we'll see you down the road and, uh, we'll follow you on through social media and, uh, where would be the next event, for mechanical mischief, by the way. 
We'll be at La Crosse, Wisconsin, uh, June 16th, 16th or 17th. It's Saturday. It's an afternoon show. It's an absolute blast. If you've never gone to that show, it is the biggest redneck crash fest ever. Um, they to have, not get confused. Yeah. It's not related to the arena. It's the fairgrounds. So it's the fairgrounds. Correct. Okay, not the arena. Yep. All right. It's it's at the fairgrounds speedway. Uh, they do it, you know, twice a year. They have a trailer race, a trailer boat race. They have things you don't want to hit with a car. They usually have a uh, a stunt stunt guy that'll either crash through three or four standing cars or jump into a swimming pool. Uh, we bring the jet out and burn a, a car down to the ground. Uh, we've got the monster trucks. Brad Shippard will be out there as well. And then they've also got their uh, minivan races. And So it's like uh, a night of destruction. It's exactly. It's a night of destruction with a lot of added thrills. So if anyone around the Wisconsin area, uh, or if you guys want to make a real trip to lacrosse, there we go. Uh, I think, like you said, the 16th or 17th of this month, go see some night in destruction. I personally love it. I like to go to those in the night under fires at the drag strip. I think those yep. are cool too. So uh, go ahead and take a look at that. Uh, once again, Josh, follow him on Facebook and everything like that. It's cool seeing all the stuff that you do. And uh, man, uh, uh, yeah, empty that plate a little bit uh, or just keep on <laughs> trucking. You know, one of those two. <laughs> yeah, when you when you put on as much as I have, you just have to keep moving forward. There's no stopping. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on, Josh, and uh, take care. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, guys, that was Josh Bargunner of uh, Mechanical Mischief. Uh, awesome to talk to. Uh, once again, want to thank Six B Apparel uh, for their uh, for their. Um, uh, help buy the hoodies, buy the uh, the uh, crew shirts. We got those a hundred dollars a pop. Message me or Brad. Also, if you guys want to go to our Crush This Monster Truck podcast, myspreadshop.com, go there, buy some merchandise, hats, t shirts, pennants. Uh, I don't even know if we have pennants, uh, stuff like that. Go take a look at that and help us out, uh, with our product. with uh, you know, crush this. And also Bradley Shaw designs, Brad feel better. Go take a look at his stuff. He has done stuff for the new Hoosier daddy truck. Uh, he has done, um, with the collaboration of six B apparel. They had the flat, my flag on the back of my monster truck while well, Raminator Mark and Tim's truck, but the one I currently drive, uh, that flag is from there. And, uh, man, thank you again for all what they have done. Um, next week's guest, uh, is a TBA. Um, uh, we may have a week off. Um, we have to see what's going on, but, uh, once again, guys, thank you so much for being on, uh, Brad feel better. Everyone's have a good one. Uh, take care. Like Brad says, keep the riverside down and the shiny side up. Peace. Bye.